Join me right now on Kumite TV is UFC lightweight newcomer, Joe Selecki. What's up going on, Joe? Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be on here with you. No doubt, man. No doubt. Now, I want to jump in first with the fight game, season one, episode one. I really enjoyed that, you know, filming that in, you know, in the lead up to your contender series fight. How phenomenal was it to get that type of exposure and being able to document your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was really cool. It was funny how I linked up with, uh, you know, Andrew Faherty, the creator of it. Um, we just had a jiu-jitsu tournament that I was doing, uh, like a super fight for charity. And um, we ended up just talking through an interview. And because uh, it was so noisy at the event, the interview kind of got ruined. It never came out or anything. It was like a two-second thing. And he ended up messaging me, finding out more about my story and was asking if I'd be interested. And uh, at the time, I didn't have the Contender Series fight. And I didn't want to do it because I didn't feel like I was somebody worth covering. And then um, they, 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 and I said yes to it just because I really liked him from the impression I got. But uh, it was just kind of a weird, you know, mix of fates that uh, I get it, got the contender series. I got the, you know, to, to have that documented, which is pretty cool. And it was a little bit of pressure just because obviously I don't want to document a thing that I end up losing. But um, I just said to myself, like, if nothing else, I'll have this to show my kids what I was pursuing with my life when, you know, one day when they're here, you know, God willing. So uh, I was just using it like that. It's a cool way. to. It'll be a cool thing to have, show my kids, grandkids, anything like that. Just. So they don't have to go by my stories. They can just see for themselves. Yeah, there's a lot of great tidbits from that episode. One of the things that stood out is from the age of 6 to 16, you're saying that you did not have much success on the jiu-jitsu circuit. What kept you from just leaving that behind and, and you know, moving on to something else? You know, I, I, I don't know. You know, I have a couple guesses, but uh, one, I was just obsessed, like uh, – it's funny. I was watching this movie yesterday, Searching for Bobby Fischer. It's from like 1993, but uh, about Josh Waitzkin, who's now Marcelo Garcia Black Belt. But he was a chess prodigy. And my instructor, John Hassett, would like always drop me little tidbits like that. Like he told me about that movie when I was like 10. I was like, you should watch that. Like, And then he would talk about so highly about the kid in the movie, you know, Josh Waitzkin, about how he's so obsessed and dedicated and all these things. And I really think it was things like that where he would tell me things like that. Or another thing he would do, for instance, um, I, I was actually talking to him yesterday. Uh, there was this highlight of this kid who used to be a great kid and teens competitor. Um, and now he, he went on to play like professional golf or something. But he was he was an absolute monster when I was a kid. We were the same age. And he would show me his highlight. Like, how do you think you would do with him? Like, if the answer is not good, then you need, to get, you, know, you need to work harder. So I think he almost like – Without meaning to, or maybe he did mean to, you'd have to ask him, but it was almost like I was just like programmed and brainwashed to be like obsessed, you know? So um, the other thing that I say is just, I was in the adult class at age eight or nine. So the guys were all my friends. So it was like uh, when school would get tough or life would get tough, I had them and they would treat me with respect like one of the adults. So I think I was just hooked to like the atmosphere too, you know, has this jujitsu in a little town, Sewell, New Jersey. Uh, it's just a really special vibe when you walk in there and, uh, if I was somewhere else, maybe I would have quit. You know, I just had great people around me. Another thing from that is when your wife was talking about you going to the restaurant and eating a salad and an elk burger a few times a week. What's more amazing, her not realizing that you're doing this or you continuing with that diet? Yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a toss up. But, uh, you know, if you ask me, I would tell you that it was super obvious that I was really into her, you know, but, uh, if you ask her, 
it was, it was completely, you know, I, I was, she was oblivious because I wasn't sending out the right signs because I'm super shy. She's probably dead on, you know, I, I'm pretty socially awkward, you know, uh, outside of the fight world. I love to talk fighting. I love to meet people through fighting, but man, when it came to like, you know, talking to, to women or anything like that, I was, a, I'm a dud with that. So she's probably right on that end, but, uh. Yeah, shout out to, to that place because it was really hard to get wild game, you know, to eat. Mm. So uh, Ronnie from Longbeard's, the restaurant no longer is open, but uh, he's still a great friend of mine. And, uh, you know, he kind of inadvertently introduced me and my wife. So, uh, yeah, it was good times and uh, it's a fun little story, too. Yeah, I love that story, man. Uh, now, the Contender Series, you go in there, you face Justin Wallace, a guy a lot of people are high on. I think you surprised a lot of people. Uh, uh, by how quickly and easily you finished him. Was that uh, a signature Joe Selecki performance, do you think? Um, you know, yes and no. You know, I, I don't want to ever set the bar too high like that, not because I'm not confident, but, you know, the, the UFC is the, is the pinnacle of the sport. And there's not going to be easy fights where, you know, there is probably guys that I can go in there and submit in the first round, but I never want to put that in my head that that's my game plan or anything like that. You know, I always plan – and I say this every time, and it sounds cliche, but it's true. You know, it, fighting's unlike anything else. So uh, it's funny. I, I don't, you know, not a knock on anybody that does, but I don't deal with like sports psychologists or anything like that because it's funny. Whenever you talk to one of them just in passing, they'll tell you you need to visualize positivity and see things going your way and all this stuff. But the hard thing about fighting is it, it, it's not you versus you. There's someone else there. So uh, I always envision the worst. I always envision an absolute war, a fight of the night. You know, me having to go through the most adversity. And uh, so, you know, that being said, I do have, you know, uh, seven first round finishes. So um, I, I guess that kind of is a signature, but those are all kind of regional fights, even the contender series. So I really can't tell you what I'm going to be like in the UFC, but I know that I'm going to do everything it takes to get the win, you know. But hopefully they keep going like that. And I think that would spell maybe some performance of the night bonuses too. So uh, hopefully it all goes like that. But I'm ready for, you know, anything to be, you know, what it is yeah that extra cash will be lovely yeah. you know at the end of the day now you i saw that you said you're looking to make your debut in boston or at medicine square garden you know but you landed on washington dc mm -hmm. were those locations ever discussed with the ufc uh yeah so originally uh i was told my manager was told um you know to be ready for october and november and i was looking at all the weekends they had but uh, originally it was Boston or Madison Square Garden were the two, but, uh, I was really excited when they said Washington DC cause it, you know, it's very close, um, driving and, and flying distance. So I have a lot of people coming out. It's kind of halfway home between New Jersey where I'm from and where I live now in North Carolina. So, uh, we got a lot of people driving up a lot of family. My, my grandfather is going to be able to come. My dad's going to be in the crowd for the first time ever, uh, for a fight of mine. So it's going to mean a lot to me to be so close to home, you know, even though I'm not from Washington DC, I'm probably one of the few on the card other than maybe like Mickey Gall or a few others where it's kind of like a hometown fight because it is so close to both places that I have roots in. So uh, it was better and it was more time to get better, you know, uh, not that I didn't think I was ready coming off the contender series, but it's been almost half a year by the time I step in that cage. You know, it was, uh, that, there's nothing bad about that when, when especially when you're as young as I am is every month I'm a, I think I'm a different fighter from before and I'm maturing and, and, and learning. So to have five full months uh, from fight night to fight night is absolute blessing because I get to, you know, just get better 
and grow. Yeah, I think it's a huge advantage for you to be fighting so close to home because there's a lot of guys that get signed to the UFC and then the UFC flies them across the world to some like location that they've never been to, which yeah. can kind of, I guess, downgrade their performance in many ways, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's cool to see the world through fighting and, you know, that is a perk of the job. But so early on, you know, it's my first time on the UFC and uh, things like that. I just want to get in there and get a win. You know, if it could be here in Wilmington, North Carolina, that'd be fine. I, I don't need to see somewhere new. If I do my job and I win fights, I'll be able to make a living to go to those places on my own, you know. So uh, down the line when I'm comfortable and, and I've done a couple fight weeks, that'd be great. But, yeah, I was hoping not to be on like in Australia or uh, Russia or anything like that. As cool as it would be and a great story, it's just uh, I always want to stack the odds in my favor to win because that's what we're there to do first, you know, not vacation or anything else. Matt Wyman, a veteran. What are your thoughts on him and the type of fight he brings to the octagon? Yeah, it's, it, I just got chills when he said that. You know, uh, I've watched all, every single Ultimate Fighter. I was, you know, twelve when his season was on, and uh, no, I was definitely a fan of his too. Uh, that guy's a dog, man. He's gonna come forward. You know, uh, I think maybe what he's lacked in evolution of his skills, he makes up for in toughness, grit, and veteran experience. You know, uh, that being said, I, I think I'm. It's a perfect matchup for me. I think I, I do everything good that he does but i think i do a lot of things better in some senses you know i think i'm a little more well-rounded and i think my fight iq will really pose a problem for him uh i said it before you know to my coaches and some of my teammates when we were talking about the matchup uh some of the talk has been like oh man it's a seasoned veteran that's a tough fight and it is you know every single fight in the ufc is a tough fight but you know experience only comes into play if you fight non-composed you know I- i'm a composed fighter I- i'm a very big on i'm very big on thinking and being a smart fighter and staying calm so the only way his experience is going to play a factor is if I let the moment get to me, you know. So other than that, you know, with if, if we're both just as composed, uh, his experience only means he has more miles with his body, you know. So uh, that's kind of how I'm looking at it, probably to make myself feel better about fighting such a vet. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I pose a lot of problems for him. I know he's going to put pressure. He's going to come forward. He's going to be very, very tough. And he's not going to be a first-round finish kind of guy. And I've had that in my head since we signed the contract. But I think once I put those things in my head, it's uh, – a perfect matchup for me, you know, and uh, I think I'll do a lot of things that can get in trouble. He returned <laughs> off a five-year absence in his last fight, and uh, watching that fight, observing, you know, what he did in that fight, has he changed any, do you think? You know, it didn't look like it, but that being said is Luis Pena is a tough guy to fight because he's 6'3", a lightweight, or 6'4", I'm not sure, but he's tall and lanky, you know, so, uh, you know, Matt Wyman has a tendency to run in with punches, and he always did, but he may be doing that because, you know, Luis Pena was so tall and he couldn't find his range. So what I've tried to do is watch that fight, try and take things from that fight. But that being said, I've watched a lot, almost all of his fights, you know, just once. Uh, I don't have to obsess or get too into it. But I'm preparing for him in his prime. You know, that, that, that's what I need to do. That's what I want to do. But like you said, he's had a big layoff. And it's kind of funny is if you look at his record, in the last 10 years, he's fought 10 times, you know. In the last 10 years, I fought 10 times. I fought 10 times in the last three years, you know. So, um, you know, the experience is there. But I think those long layoffs could really play in my favor, just uh, staying active and all those things. And, you know, he's been in the UFC before, so that's something that can play to his favor maybe. But, um, you know, five years, it's almost like you've never been there. He came back out and had a really rough night. So uh, it might play in my favor to have never been there. You know, the nerves might be a little less than what he's going through. He might kind of feel like his job's in the line. I always treat it like mine's in the line, but, uh, you know, I know I'm that I'm the new guy, and I get a chance to prove something good. He has to prove that he still has what it takes. So, 
it is a lot of pressure for him, probably as much, if not more, than it is for me. Salty dog jujitsu. You know, talk yeah. about how you Turn ended off. up with that yeah. team. Yeah, uh, man, Salty Dog Jiu-Jitsu in Wilmington, North Carolina. We're a little gym, and we've grown tremendously since I met, uh, you know, John Salter. Um, I was training at a gym. I still do train there twice a week. Uh, Fitness Edge MMA in Myrtle Beach. That's where we were living, my wife and I. And uh, my first introduction to John was I the only UFC I had been to, you know, up until I met him, was uh, in Boston. He fought on that card when he was, like, my age. And uh, I was rooting against him because he was fighting somebody from New Jersey, one of the Miller brothers or something. And uh, I was not going to root for some guy from Alabama, you know, and uh, I'm from New Jersey. So I was, you know, cheering against him. You know, it must have been almost 10 years later or just about. And uh, he was teaching a seminar at our gym in Myrtle Beach. And he came down and he absolutely just, you know, it just blew my mind the things that he was showing that I hadn't seen before. And, I, you know, I'd been training for 17 years at that point. And uh, when I found out he was right down the road, it just made perfect sense to go visit. And uh, after that, I went. I got smashed. It was like my first day of jiu-jitsu, but I was a black belt. And uh, it was just a no-brainer to keep going and keep going. And then my wife started making the trip. And, uh, you know, it was far enough from home where we got to move away and start kind of, a, you know, our life together. But uh, it's close enough where we can I can still go back and train with my boxing coach train with the great guys at Fitness Edge MMA, go see our in-laws and my family that are still down that way. It just made sense, you know. Uh, the biggest selling point, you know, is the jiu-jitsu, the gym vibe. All those things are fantastic, but it really is just, uh, you know, John as a person, as a fighter. Um, I think it's really important for people like me at a young age getting into the sport, especially getting to the highest levels pretty young. I'm 26. I just turned 26. Um, to have somebody like him, you know. It's just a good person, you know. It's, it's if you end up like John, you've done something right in your career in your life, you know. Uh, he's just what you see is what you get. You might, you know, he might even be better than he is on camera fighting. You know, he's a great fighter. He gives great interviews, but he's probably a better person than that, even you know, behind the scenes. Which it's usually the opposite with a lot of athletes. So it just made sense to come be around people like that and him, his wife, the whole gym. They're just we're around great people with them. So it was a no-brainer. Yeah, he's uh he's the type of guy that he is a coach, but he's also uh, still fighting, and he's at the top of the game in Bellator. And having a guy like that added to the other coaches that you have, man, it's a uh, it's a good uh, formula for success. Absolutely, and uh, between him and I have my boxing coach that I've always had down in Myrtle Beach, and uh, who we just click, you know. And I don't like to speak in absolutes about anything, so I'll never say somebody's the best. But I'm 100%, 1,000% sure that uh, he's the best boxing coach for me. You know, we have a really good chemistry. And now what we've changed, you know, the past two camps is uh, having the addition of Jeff Jimmo up at Jimmo in Charlotte or in Gastonia, North Carolina, um, as our head coach. So now we go up there every single week. We train with those guys. And it's just been the perfect formula, man. Like I said, I have uh, three great sets of eyes in the corner with my boxing coach, with John and with Jeff Jimmo. It's three really geniuses in their areas, and you know, I just I'm so confident with those guys. And that we've added in a strength and conditioning coach. I think John talked about it a little bit when he was on your show, mm -hmm. um, Hudson Rose Athletics in Wilmington, North Carolina. Same thing, man. It's just you find these little masters of their crafts, you know. And we walked in and we met him, and I, we walked out because he was just so excited to have two fighters walk in that wanted to train with him. And I said to John, I was like, we either just met a genius or a crazy person. And uh, you know, after the first session, I was like. Oh, we met a genius, 100%. So all those guys, it's so nice, man. I don't have to do any of the work. I just have to show up and work. I don't have to think or plan or anything else. Just do what I'm told, you know. And 
uh, I think it's important, especially getting into the UFC at a young age, to have those guys. You got a little over a month left, you know, until you actually step into the octagon. You know, what is the the rest of your camp look like? What is the schedule? You know, are you going to just continue with what you're doing right now? Or are you switching things up as you get closer to the fight? Yeah, um, you know, it's crazy is our schedule all year is pretty much the same. We just ramp the intensity maybe about six weeks out. So we call that fight camp. But really, uh, it's all year fight camp, you know, um, maybe just take down the cardio just just a tad. But um we're just going to ramp up the next, you know, five and a half weeks. So uh, it's going to be the same thing, man. It's a really busy time, especially when we get in fight camp. Uh, I'll be gone from home. You know, I, I train like a day and a half here at the beginning of the week. Then I go to Myrtle Beach. I box and I spar down there. And I do jiu-jitsu down there with those guys too. I got great training partners there. Jordan Weeks, Cody Jones, just great guys to train with. And then uh, after that, I get home. We hit strength and conditioning Thursday morning and we go to Charlotte to train with Jeff Jimmo for two days up there and then we're back at salty dog saturday so it's just hectic but uh the work is the same the intensity is a little different uh we'll up the cardio and and get into some fight simulation stuff toward the end but yeah just just working working and working and uh knowing and hoping and praying and believing that it'll all pay off no matter the result you know in washington dc are you gonna shut it down for this year because it, mo- it looks like th- there's not many cards left and it and it seems like they're all filled up so When's the quickest you could turn around if, when, if you're healthy, you know what I mean? Because that's yeah, what's the most important. For sure. Um, you know, I've done quick turnarounds all throughout my career. I fought for the first couple of pro fights. I was fighting every eight weeks, you know. Um, definitely something I'm willing to do, especially because, you know, the more you fight, the more you get through your first contract, the, the more the pay will go up, you know. And I know the UFC loves guys like that. So, you know, we train all year, so I'll be ready, you know, as soon as January hits. I don't I don't drink. I don't party. um I eat bad food once a week on my cheat day, once every two weeks, really. So, you know, it'd be nice to have Christmas with my wife and our families. And, you know, but that doesn't mean I'm going to take off. You know, Christmas Day, I'll probably just have to get a run in because the gyms will be closed. But other than that, uh, it'll be a normal week up until and up, you know, right after. So if they need me in January, February, you know, it does not matter. I'll be ready because, man, this is what I've always wanted to do my whole life. Now I get to do it. So. That's something I keep telling myself every time I get nervous, every time I get run down, anything like that. It's like, man, this is what you always wanted. So, uh, gosh, it's, uh, you know, hopefully it goes great fight, great performance. They're impressed and they won't be right back. I'll take it. The lightweight division, there's so many guys that are still fighting that are veterans, you know, so-called legends of the sport. Even if they never held the title, they're still big names. Do you see any guys out there right now? I don't know, maybe a Jim Miller or somebody like that, that you would like to fight before they hang him up? You know, there's nobody specific, um, but I've always been a fan. Well, I won't say always, because when I was a kid, I didn't know how big I was going to grow up to be. But once I got to my like later teen years, like I've always loved 155, because that's my division, you know? So the, the, I won't say there's anybody that I specifically would want to fight, you know? But I feel like once you crack that top 20, it's all guys that I've always looked up to. So all of those are fights I would you know, love one day because you know, you're fighting your heroes or the guys you look up to or even maybe some guys I didn't root for or didn't like. You know? uh, nobody specific that comes to mind, but like the guys you mentioned, any of those sharing the cage would be crazy. Like I sat uh, pretty much cage side at the Newark card and watched Jim Miller and Clay Guida fight. Like, either of those guys, they're legends. You know? It's an honor to be able to even be in the same division as those guys. So guys like that, man, that'd be, that'd be an honor. Like you saw, uh, you know, the kid that was on the episode of my, my episode of the contender series fought Joe Lowe's line. That's, that's a really cool thing to be able to share the cage with a legend like that, you know? So anything like that down the line is something 
I definitely look forward to. And you see guys fighting later and later. So, you know, if I have some success like I planned to early on, I could very well end up there with those guys. Yeah, because it seems like they're doing that right now. The younger guys that are coming off the contender series, they're putting them against the veterans. Like you're, you're, you're actually in that situation right now with Matt Wyman. You, you, you want to elevate yourself, but you also want to get that name recognition on top of that, right? And uh, whatever comes, you know, I see a big future in you next year. Twenty twenty should be a very active and exciting year for you after this fight gets over with. Um, one last question before I let you go. Do you, right now at this period of your career, this point of your career, do you consider yourself more of a martial artist or a prize fighter? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, martial arts is for life, and and there's no doubt in my mind that I got into this as a martial artist. You know, I I, uh, I even did traditional martial arts along with jujitsu growing up as a kid. Uh, I love martial arts, man. Jujitsu, anything really, but jujitsu is obviously near and dear to my heart. Um, that being said, like I love fighting. You know, I really, really do. Um, not like an emotional way where like, I'm never going to be the guy that likes to get in there and wants to hurt somebody or anything like that. I love competing, you know? So, um, in the jujitsu room as a black belt, as a teacher, I'm a martial artist, but when it comes to my career, I'm a prize fighter. You know, my job is to go out there and to compete and to make money for my family and to, you know, leave something for them to be proud of, you know, my wife, our kids one day and, uh, things like that. But in the long haul, I'm going to be a martial artist. You know, I'm going to die on the mats. I'm going to be teaching, coaching, training as long as my body will hold up, you know, till the day I drop. So uh, a martial artist for life, but while I'm in the UFC, while I'm competing, be a prize fighter as well, kind of both. Your UFC career starts December 7th, UFC on ESPN 7. Washington, D.C. is the location. Thank you, Joe, for the time, man. Good luck on the fight and uh, the rest of the year. All right. Thank you so much, man. Looking forward to it.